recently I was asked to do something. I don't know if you've ever been asked to do something, but typically when I get asked to do something, or maybe it's just me, but I began to, to just go through this Rolodex of excuses, focusing on what I don't have rather than what I do have. You know, I, I don't have enough time, I told the person. Or maybe you've been there and you've been asked like, I don't get enough sleep. Or I'm not talented enough, or I'm not holy enough, or I'm not smart enough. You know, we make these excuses when we're asked to do things. And re recently what I was asked to do was actually by a brother priest to do something honorable and do something noble, which is to be a chaplain for the local police department. When he asked me, I started to make excuses as to what I don't have. You know, I don't have time, courage, freedom, not really sure what to do. I'm still new as a chaplain at the Newman Center. Haven't had a summer without COVID restrictions, all this kind of fun stuff. Well, maybe not fun, but you know what I mean. But yeah, what I do have is a deep desire to serve. And I have a deep respect for those in law enforcement and the sacrifices they make selflessly, sometimes at the cost of their own life to help our communities remain safe and peaceful. But it's due to our fallen nature. When we're asked to give, it makes us focus on what we don't have rather than what we do have. So what changes that? What changes that mentality? Let's say a few things, and the one I want to focus on first is gratitude. You know, we're here at Mass, and we're here because it's a time for us to give thanks and praise. Even the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. And just think about that for a second. Because if we're focusing on thanksgiving, just ask yourself this question. When has complaining about what you don't have ever made anything better? I'll repeat that question because sometimes repetition helps us remember. When has complaining about what you don't have ever made anything better? You can almost hear the Jeopardy song going off and all the people who watch Jeopardy's homes and all the contestants sitting there with the buzzers and their fingers dumbfounded because they can't find an answer. And my friends, what most of us don't have in light of all of this need for gratitude is the Holy Spirit stirring within us all of the time. Many of us are not even aware of our need for the Holy Spirit due to a lot of us, maybe even some of us sitting here at Mass today, looking like robots, going through the motions, not sure why we say the Lord be with you and with your spirit, or why we kneel, just kind of going through the motions, or maybe it's just my perception of reality. We look like robot, robots rather than someone who's been redeemed in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We look like bloodless vampires rather than someone who is the prize of the victor who is Jesus Christ. Or maybe it's just me, or maybe I've been there before. You know, if you don't want to be a robot or you don't want to be a vampire or you don't want to be a person who focuses on, focuses on what they don't have rather than what they do have, you know, you want to stop focusing on that. But you want to start focusing on a more fulfilling life. I want to invite you to do a few things. And the first one is this upcoming Friday, which is to do a novena to the Holy Spirit. And maybe 
you've never heard a novena. So novita, a novena is a set of prayers that you do for nine days. And even as the, the apostles waited for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which makes new everything it touches, happened 50 days after the resurrection, after Easter. And this year, Pentecost weekend will be June 4th and 5th. I remember the first time I was introduced to the idea of a novena by the vocations director at the time for the Diocese of Grammy, whose name is Father Daniel Schuster. And he said, you guys need the Holy Spirit to be holy priests. So I was like, okay, he probably knows something I don't do. So next week Friday, we be, next week Friday, you and I are invited to begin a novena to Holy Spirit. And the good thing is there's so many options available to not be a robot or not to be a, a bloodless vampire, to actually be set on fire. And you can go online, you can print them off, you can go to different Catholic bookstores and ask for them. And as, as the first sign of the Holy Spirit being activated in you is peace. But it's not a worldly peace. Like you get after taking a few deep breaths and stretching. The peace that Jesus gives, my friends, it begins to stir in the depths of your soul through an act of surrender like Mary, our mother. And it helps you believe, for some reasons you might not even know, that everything will work out if you trust in God. You know, it's a word in Greek that's used 92 times in the New Testament called irene, right? And it's peace, it's harmony, it's well-being, yet it's different because only God can give it to you. It is a, a you-don't-need-to-worry-about-it-anymore type of peace because God said so, who is Jesus. Just listen to the words of our gospel today. The first thing Jesus speaks to us is the need to keep his word in our minds and hearts because we proclaim that we love him. Do you have any idea how difficult that is? I don't know about you, but I get distracted. And sometimes I even leave Mass and I'm like, what were the words at Mass today? Or what was the homily about? Last week I was at Mass and there was a bird flying around and I was praying, Lord, please help people know that there's more to Mass this Eucharistic sacrifice of thanksgiving than a bird flying around. Yet, Jesus meets us where we're at, even in our, dis our distractions, right? And he says to you, as you are today, whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and will come to him and make our dwelling with him. But whoever does not love me does not keep my words yet the word you hear is not mine but the but that of the father who sent me so sometimes people say things like there's no way god could be a good good father yet that's not true and the holy spirit helps us hear the voice of jesus which is being revealed to us through the love of the father and everyone is created to be a dwelling place to hear the Father. And it is the Holy Spirit. Thank God it's the Holy Spirit, not my spirit, not your spirit, but the Holy Spirit who will teach you to keep Jesus' word. You know, my friends, it's much easier if you have friends who do the same 
by being a part of a small group or a Bible study. You know, I, I can't hear God always, but sometimes when I'm in a prayer group or with a small group, a Bible study, a group of people who simply love Jesus, they help me keep God's word. And I hear the Holy Spirit speak more clearly. And it is when we're gathered here as a community, as, a, as the body of Christ, Jesus is speaking to us. Jesus says, I have told you this while I am with you. The advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. So you and I don't need to worry. <laughs> you know, it's like we don't have to worry. The Holy Spirit sent from the Father in Jesus' name will remind you of everything that Jesus has told you. So you can literally take a deep breath and relax. But if you rely upon yourself and not the Holy Spirit, it's going to be stressful. There's going to be anxiety. And who in here wants that? But if you rely upon God, the third person of the Holy Trinity, who is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you how to keep God's word in your heart, which is a word of love, a word of encouragement, a word of mercy. And to activate the Holy Spirit, we must prepare a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. So if you know me, the first thing I want to encourage you to do is to pray daily the words, come Holy Spirit. If you have three words on your heart at all times, come Holy Spirit. The second thing is to pray that novena to the Holy Spirit. And you can even look up on YouTube, Novena to the Holy Spirit for a new Pentecost in the church. And you might see a guy who looks like me, and you might see a guy who looks like my old pastor, Father Matt Seminar. And you might hear each video begin with a song called Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. So one thing that the Holy Spirit does is the Holy Spirit animates us, and the Holy Spirit makes us relax and have some fun, moral fun, of course. And again, that's there to help you. You can take nine days and get a group of friends. You know, pray right now. Pray to the Holy Spirit. Maybe as I've been speaking, names have been coming up. And to ask them, hey, do you want to do this novena to the Holy Spirit? To activate in you. So when Pentecost comes on the 3rd and 4th of June, you and I begin a new process of focusing on what we do have rather than what we don't have. Be more grateful that you and I can actually have this Holy Spirit who the Father will send in Jesus' name to help you. And our world is in need of you being filled with the Holy Spirit because we see people filled with the evil spirit. Which brings more anxiety, more depression, more anger, more resentment. And who in the world wants more of that? So just to prove to you that I'm not a hypocrite. I mean, I, I'm a sinner, but I'm trying not to be a hypocrite, right? You know, on Monday, I'm going to have a meeting about being a chaplain for the local police department. Instead of relying upon myself, I'm going to rely upon the Holy Spirit. And I, too, will get a group of people together to pray this novena beginning on Friday in solidarity with you. If you feel like you don't have what it takes, let us just begin this process by calling upon the Holy Spirit right now. And as we call upon the Holy Spirit, in the silence of your heart, see what names rise to the surface. 
And as the priest lifts the Holy Eucharist, which is our thanksgiving to God for, for redeeming us in our sin, forgiving our sins, ask the Lord to convict your heart and give you the confidence in focusing on that you do have the Holy Spirit, that you do have Jesus with you in the Holy Eucharist. And let us focus on what we do have rather than what we don't have. By beginning right now, praying the words, come Holy Spirit, three times. And then we'll pause and see what names lift. And you'll know it's Jesus if peace begins to settle in your heart. And so we pray, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. And may Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.